This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. William Mitchell Audio is so good that now that quarantine is over, William Mitchell is so busy and so booked up that he can't help me with the thousands of questions I always want to ask about how a computer works. Don't get left in the dust. Go to williammitchellaudio.com. All right, my guest today is Sarah Enowen. Sarah Enowen is a fitness professional living in Austin, Texas, with certifications in nutrition and corrective exercise. Her passion is to help people better their lives from the inside out. Through movement, nutrition, and healthy habits, her goal is to help you live a healthiest life. Sarah first moved to Austin from Norman, Oklahoma in 1999. Her goal then was to be an established singer. Making her way to Nashville in 2009 actually led her to that career in fitness. A brand new kickboxing class was all it took, and she was ready to make the switch in both lifestyle and career path. In her spare time, Sarah advocates to end the stigma surrounding mental health through a group called No One Walks Alone. This group meets once a month to walk outside with the goal of creating a supportive group within the Austin community. Nature plays a big role in her life as well. Getting out and enjoying activities that promote physical health and connecting with Mother Nature is important to Sarah. Farming, sustainability, and clean food are key to the lifestyle that she is living. So getting out in the environment is a huge motivation for her. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hey. Sorry, that is the hardest part for me is the beginning is uh, reading the bio because it sounds like I don't know how to read when I'm doing it. <laughs> like, well, but it's also like my words about myself. I, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think it's hard to read like autobi- autobiographical stuff. As bad as that, my, my performance just there was, uh, it's been worse. Like the, the, uh, the podcast <laughs> before this one, I was trying to read the bio and this is a person that I was meeting for the first time in, in the interview. And, oh, yeah. and I was trying to say that she was from Bali and I just like messed up and I was like, <laughs> she lives in Bali. And it was like, it was just like this long pause. <laughs> like I just couldn't say wait that. For uh, it, wait for it. Um, so, uh. I've been kind of doing this thing with the podcast where I choose a theme that kind of goes along with like the, so whoever's on it, like whatever they might be an expert in. And then I'll be like, Oh, we'll, we'll just oh, cool. theme it like that. Like I had a, uh, had a guy on here and he was like a wilderness survival expert. And actually I think you would like him too. Cause I, I saw that you uh, were in a sustainable farming and that's what he does now. So he like, he oh, lives sweet. on a, a horse powered farm and it's like a veggie farm. And like, but uh, before that he was, always out like just off the grid and teaching people how to survive. So I was like, Hey, let's just make the whole thing about that. And then kind of, I've just done that. Like whenever I have someone on do a theme, but, uh, I've been checking out your blog and your website. And I think I'm probably just going to ask you questions that are all over the place. Yeah. That's fine with me. (laughs) And if if a theme emerges, then that's cool. And if not, whatever. I mean, I think, I think they all organically come. (laughs) They tie together, but I'm not going to just right at the beginning of this say like, this is the whatever episode. <laughs> this, is, this, yeah, is just the, yeah, uh, this is just the Sarah episode is what it is. I feel you. I like it. So I guess uh, right off the jump, can uh, this is actually something I'm really curious about because I don't know much about it because I haven't seen it in a very long time. But uh, can you tell me about uh, No One Walks Alone and like what it's about and how it got started? Like, just kind of get an overview. Yeah. Um, 
So I moved back to Austin from Nashville in 2014. Um, and I had lived here before, so it was great for me. I was excited to come home. Um, and I had been back not quite a year. Um, it had been about nine months and I got a call that my dad had committed suicide and that kind of turned my world a little upside down. You know, it was unexpected. It brought up, you know, like obviously unresolved <laughs> stuff that, you know, can't be resolved and all these things. But it also brought, it also brought me to a place where I was realizing how many people were out there going through something and not telling anyone and not telling anyone just because you thought you were the only one going through it. And what made me realize that is my dad committed suicide. You know, I get a phone call that my dad had hung himself. And so I was like, I needed to go to work the next morning. And I had to, I had to interact with people and I needed to leave town for a week. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to tell them my dad has passed. They're probably going to ask, how am I going to tell them the truth? You know, it was like, am I going to say it? Like, cause I was starting to feel a little bit of shame surrounding it. And I made the decision pretty much right away that I was just going to be open and honest and let people know what I was going through and finding that so many people within, I think seven days, I had four or five people come up to me and tell me that they had lost someone in their life the same way. And so I really started seeing that there's so much going on in people's lives and the way that we are conditioning ourselves is to ignore a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, try to compartmentalize it to a point where we never acknowledge it. And it's just creating a lot of shame for people, you know, and it's putting people in a really lonely place. And that loneliness is really disconnecting us. And, you know, as humans, we need connection in our life. So I created a group where I was like, you know what? I want people to feel more comfortable talking about what's going on. I want people to feel more comfortable hearing that somebody's not in a good place. Um, so my goal with No One Walks Alone wasn't to bring people in like for therapy or anything. I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't know how to treat someone that's, you know, in an emotional crisis. <clears throat> my goal was just to open people's minds to being more supportive for other people themselves. You know, so I wanted to take it like, let's change how we react to people when they're having these moments. Let's change how we react to people when they say that they're lonely. You know, um, I was born in 1980. So it's like when I grew up, like if you said you were feeling sad or you'd be like, I'm lonely, I want to hang out with friends. People be like, oh, you loser. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> if you feel lonely, you're a loser. Like that kind of, you know, like that's how I grew up. And I just, I don't want for people to feel that way anymore. And people have been really appreciative of it. And actually, you know, I've had some people come up to me and this group, it's not a huge group. Um, I've been doing it for, I think about a year and a half now, but I've already had people come up to me saying that their life had changed just because they had the walk to look forward to. And really all we did was hang out and talk about like dogs, food, you know, it was just being there and being, um, connecting with that group. And within that group, before we'd start, I'd talk and be like, Hey, if somebody's going through something, you don't have to know the answer. You just have to let them know that you're there for them. You don't have to know what to tell them to do. Just tell them that you're, you're feeling for them. You know, I'm sorry that you're going through this right now. Is there anything I can do to help? Um, and the only reason I know to say this is because when I was going through that, everything with my dad that year, that year was rough, you know, like, I had always had perfect skin. I broke out into this cystic acne. Like I got to a point I didn't even recognize my face in the mirror anymore. And I learned through my interactions with my close friends 
you know, the people that were like, I had friends that literally called me and they're like, Hey, I don't know what to say. I just wanted to call you them doing that showed me so much and opened my eyes to so much. And that's, that's what this group stemmed from is just making people a little more aware of how we interact with each other, just trying to, you know, create and grow some compassion within the community that I live in. And, uh, I mean, even in a way too, it's not even like you said, people would say something like, uh, or oh, I feel lonely or I feel, uh, whatever. But, uh, a lot of it, that stuff's like invisible. So like, I mean, like I'm a person too, like I've been affected by suicides, uh, in my life, you know, and then, uh, I guess there's one in particular that kind of stood out to me. Uh, it was a friend of mine. And I was I was the last person to see him because he had, he was at a he was at a party at my house. And there was a ton of people there, and we had so much fun. And he seemed to like it had just a great night. And he was one of the last yeah. people to leave. And he's like, "All right, man, I gotta I'm gonna get out of your hair. I gotta leave." And he like he'd spilled a bunch of beer on the floor. And I was like, "Dude, it's cool. I don't give a shit, man." Like, because I I used yeah. to just trash my house. I was like, "Dude, look at look at the, how I live, man. I don't care what <laughs> you could do anything. You can ash cigarette butts on the floor, and I don't care. I don't tell anybody not to, but." Anyway, like that was kind of the last thing he said to me was he apologized about spilling some beer. And I was like, dude, I don't give a shit. Go home. And then, uh, but he like went home and killed himself. And it was just like. That same but, night? Yeah. But he left like it wouldn't appear to be in a really good mood. You know, it was yeah. crazy. So it's like, I think uh, also important for people to like, for that discussion to be out there a little bit more. Well, to so be like, able to have an outlet to know that I just wanted to create a community of people that they're going to be the ones out there that somebody like you knew that you had a friend that you could go to and talk about that. And they were just going to let you talk about it, you know, yeah. no judgment, you know, just have whatever feelings you had about it, not telling you that they're right or wrong. Cause that's, that's huge. You know, when you're going through something like that, it, it affects your life, you know, and you've got all sorts of feelings coming up. Like you're feeling guilty. You're feeling sad. You know, you're wondering if there was something you could have done and, it's so important to be able to talk to someone about that and the way that our society is set up, it's changing. It's, it's definitely making some positive strides, but you know, in general, people don't talk about those kind of things openly. Yeah. So anyways, I, like I said, I really wanted to like kind of jump into that in the very beginning. And, uh, I do, like, I do joke around, uh, joke around a whole lot on this podcast, but I also like, I really wanted to talk about that. So I was like, let's just get into like the deeper stuff first. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but also, just, you know, like it, it's just something. It's something that's important, and you know, I, I, um, I, I want to be doing more with it. Um, you know, so it's, I know there's more room to be done, but I think just just getting that message out there is huge for me. So I'm going to take a kind of a giant leap right now, and this is just to another thing that uh, that you do. And I also wanted to ask you if you could tell me about truly well, and it's kind of the same question, like or I mean, like. Uh, or how I'm phrasing it, I guess, is like, uh, what is truly well? Uh, what's it about? How to get started? And all that. Yeah. Um, so truly well, it's my my own personal brand um, for my business, my wellness business, um, fitness and wellness. I just started it. Um, so November seventh, I think, is whenever it got registered in 2019. Um, you oh, know, it's really really new. Yeah, it's brand new. So when COVID happened, like I applied for the small business loan. They're like, you can't show us a loss. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you, you don't qualify for this because you didn't even have enough. So I'm like, all right. Um, but I, uh, so I've been managing, I've been in fitness. Um, when I moved to Nashville, I got into fitness. I started teaching fitness classes October of 2010. Um, and then I ended up doing that full time within a couple of years of that. So, you know, I started managing for that company. Um, I was managing for the company that 
I worked at here in Austin whenever I moved back and I learned so much. It was great. Um, I learned a lot about, you know, relationships and just talking to people and communicating and becoming a better communicator and all that. But I also learned that you're still like when you're in that management position, you're that dude that you don't get any of the benefits that you're giving to everyone else. You know, it's like, here's the owners, here's the staff, and here's the manager down in the middle, you know, and you're just like, you're, you have to put out fires, clean everything up. And if you need a break, you don't get one. And I was just like, you know, I want to try and do this on my own. And the way that I've been growing into my, my fitness and wellness career, I'm really enjoying the one-on-one and sustainability of wellness. Um, you know, and that's, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to work with people. And I was like, I can just create a brand for this. And by um, like I chose sustainability, well. do you mean, uh, I guess it's kind of like able to maintain what you're doing. It's a lifestyle. The, I, you would be like the ideal, like if I, if I lived in Austin, I would probably have to come to you. Cause like, that's entirely my thing is the being unsustainable, especially during the, like, you know, this, this past couple months and it was like the quarantine. And I was like, I would get up one day and I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, I feel great. And I'd like, you know, I'd knock out 500 push-ups, and I'd go for a four-mile run and I'd be like, you know, fitness is a lifestyle, you know, like, and just like be all about it. In 24 hours, you're like, this is my 24 hour lifestyle. Yeah. But then legitimately the next day I was like, I'm not going to get out of bed or do a shit. (laughs) Well, and and if you overdo it, you know, it's like, that's another thing. It's, It's like, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. You know, like we have a lot of freedoms because of where we live. I, me being a woman, I would not be able to build my brand the way that I do, you know, come out here and be like, guess what? I'm into fitness. I'm going to build a brand. I'm going to create a career. I'm making an empire like that. You know, that's my goal. Like that's where I'm at right now. I'm feeling yeah. fueled up and fired and ready to go. I can't do that anywhere else, but you know, it still has, um, it still has some downfalls that come along with it. And we're always like, Oh, you got to do more. That's not enough. You know, like something is never enough for us. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to have people let go of and, and create more balance in their life, you know? So I put my focus for like, not just physical, but emotional and mental wellness as well. And so, um, you know, if I'm working with a client and we're coming in and they're trying to hit it hard, but it's just not working, I'm, I'm going to stop. And I'm going to be like, you know what? let's take this from a different angle. Let's go a different route. Let's go a different direction. And in their mind, they didn't want to do it because they're like, no, I said I was going to do this today. I have to do this. But as soon as we're done, they actually feel better and they're ready for more, you know? So I'm trying to teach people a new, a new perspective on their wellness. There's going to be like somebody like, well, I want to kind of go back to the whole like sustainability and like, uh, the whole like going really, really hard and then falling off completely. Cause I just did that also, uh, with like just this morning with like diet nutrition or whatever, as I, I watched this documentary and I was like, dude, I'm vegan. Like, and it's another person that's happened to me. This is, this has happened to me. It's gotta be the 20th time I've been like, I'm a vegan. And yeah. I was like at it for like a week. And I was like, I don't eat cheese. Like I'm not gonna eat these animals. And then, uh, right now I'm dog sitting. And I have to get, and I have my own dog. So I have to like, you know, I got it this morning and it's pouring rain. So first I got to like walk my dog in the pouring rain. And then I was like, shit, I got to get all the way over to the other side of town and get this other dog and take care of her. And it was like all shitty out and I didn't want to cook. And I was like, ah, fuck it. And I just went to McDonald's and got like an egg McMuffin and like a bunch of just awful shit. And I don't drink coffee. So I was like, oh, just give me a Dr. Pepper. And I was like, 
when I was leaving, I was like, man, this is not vegan or <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing vegan about that. But I also, I'm one of those people well, too, like I where have- I, when I decide that I'm like something like, you know, I'm telling all my friends, I'm like, oh no, I'm vegan now. They're like, I'm, they're, you know, nobody takes me seriously anymore. Cause like, <laughs> but uh, uh, like, I guess maybe like, uh, do you have like a thing that you say to people that have that kind of behavior pattern? Like I, I can't, I, I'm, I think I'm a pretty common example of, Yes. Is there like a, is yes. there like kind I mean, of like you, tricks? You and or? a lot of people. It, it's, it's the good intentions, you know, think about it this way. Like you go out there and you have this big dream. You're like, I want to do this. And that dream, like in our minds, we want to be able to step into that dream from wherever we are. And it just automatically takes over. But we're not looking at the long list of things that it takes to get there you know, instead of it's like, okay, well, here's the big picture that I want. What are your steps to take it? So I always recommend to people, I'm actually working with some people currently and it's very effective. You ask them, and I learned this from the nutrition um, certification that I got through precision nutrition. You choose a goal. Somebody's like, okay, you're going to, you're going to be vegan for the next week, Doug, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you over week one that you will eat zero animal products? So let's, let's, we'll ask you, Doug, you're going to be vegan. Um, so let's say it's starting Monday on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you for that week? You could eat zero animal products. Yeah. It'd probably be like a solid nine or a 10. Okay. For one so week. a nine for me is an answer where I would say, go ahead and let's try it. Let's yeah. try it. If I came to you and said, Doug, how confident are you that you're going to be able to go vegan for the next month? 30 days, no animal products. Well, here's the tricky part is that I always trick myself mentally too. So like, I would probably tell you again, I'd be like, well, 10, because I love animals and I don't like the way they're treated. And the, and you know, like, cause I was watching, you know, the, these videos of these animals. And I'm like, this is disgusting. I can't yeah. support this. So I'm a, I'm so gung ho and I really do believe in myself, but sooner or later, some shit's going to happen and I'm just not going to follow through. Like, so that's, mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue is like the follow through. I guess. So, well, let's, okay. So let's go back. Most people, our situation is a little different too, because you're actually thinking of it in a hypothetical situation. So it makes it harder to get an answer. Like, so for most people I ask them, I'm like, okay, so they're like, I'm not going to drink Dr. Pepper. Like, let's say they drink like five Dr. Peppers a day. Like I'm not going to have any Dr. Pepper next week at all. And I'm like, okay. So next week through your whole week, you have this meeting coming up. You have this meeting coming up, la, 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 and blah, blah, blah. How confident are you on a scale of one to 10 that through the next week, you're not going to have one single Dr. Pepper and they're going to be like, Oh, like a six or seven, I'm a six or seven. And to them that's positive. So they're like six or seven, let's move forward, you know, cause they're on the plus side. And I'm like, okay, how positive are you that you could go seven days only drinking one Dr. Pepper each day? And they're like, Oh, one doctor, only one Dr. Pepper a day. I'm a 10. I could do that. So I'm just looking for their confidence level in their own capabilities to be a nine or a 10. What that does is it breaks them out of that like imaginary dream, you know, like they're daydreaming. They're like, Oh, fantasy. They're like, this is what I want to do. Oh, it's beautiful. And it pulls them back into here's where I currently am. You know, like this is my fantasy. I'm not capable of that right now. Scale of one to 10. I'm a three. Clearly, you know, I'm not doing it. Okay, so let's bring you back. Where in that are you a, ten, a nine or 10 confident that you can do it? And you get that person going with what they're confident for, you get them going for a week. And if it was a hard week, you try and do that the following week. If that went easy, then you 
stick with that and you add something to it or you make that a little bit more extreme. And so you teach people how to do things gradually moving towards a goal where they're actually on a path and they're not like getting it. It's not like point A to point B. You know what I mean? They're not flying there in an airplane. Like they're not Superman. They can't fly. They only have their feet and they have to stay on the ground. So, you know, let's get you on this path towards it instead of trying to get them to skip over processes. This actually makes me think of something too that I saw. It might've been on your blog or somewhere. You you wrote this somewhere and it was about uh, not trying to do everything alone. uh, And like, there being like a little bit of a community around you. Cause uh, I actually have a success story that is almost exactly what you're talking about. That's me. Uh, Cause I used to be yeah. addicted to Mountain Dew, which is really lame. Like, but I just love that. That one's, a, that one's a good one. Cause it has all the caffeine and the sugar. So it's like, it can get you doubly. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was drinking art. those things like, like the way people drink water. I was just like having Mountain Dews and like, but what helped me is like, first of all, I knew I shouldn't have been like drinking Mountain Dews all day long to begin with. Uh, but also like most of my friends don't drink that shit. And so they would like, like people would say things to me. They'd be like, dude, are you drinking another Mountain Dew? And like, make me feel kind of bad. And I was like embarrassed. And I was like, God, I'm going to quit. And I did quit. I was like, all right, no more, no, none of this. So. But that having that accountability, <laughs> like helped you along. And so that's why, like for me, I do recommend for people to find someone that, it doesn't have to be, you know, the person that's in your life all the time, but find somebody that has, that's going to be able to help you in some way in that mindset that you're trying to be in, you know, yeah. whether it's your friends that think you're crazy for drinking the Dr. <laughs> Pepper or the, 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 what is it, Mountain Dew all the time, yeah. you know, or, or you find somebody that's like so into juicing and they're like, oh, I don't want to put those bad chemicals in my body. And you're like, yeah, me neither. But yeah, yeah. that support is crucial we're like I said earlier, you know, we're humans, we're built for connection. And I was so just concerned you, that like, I was going to become like a dude where like, that was something that people were just going to associate with me. They're like, Oh, Doug, yeah. the Mountain Dew guy. Mountain Dew Doug. <laughs> Mountain Dew Doug. Oh no. Mountain Dew Doug. Hold up. It's time for an ad. We're introducing an exciting new line of products from my views or my own podcast. Do you like to party like a rock star, but sometimes you pee-pee in your pants? You're not alone. And guess what? My Views Are My Own podcast has created and trademarked the brand new and exciting My Views Are My Own pee-pee pants party like a rock star adult diapers. And don't worry, rock stars. You can poo-poo too. The next time you're out, don't worry. We've got you covered. You'll never be embarrassed again. Go to myviewsaremyown.com. Coming soon. Now back to the interview. This is kind of like, uh, let's just jump just to a completely different thing. We talked about this, uh, I think right before we actually started recording, but are you still performing music at all? <laughs> so, no. Um, but, you know, the quarantine did get me a little inspired. So I put like a few songs like up on my Instagram. I saw that. Um, just like recording, like just singing some songs. It was funny because, you know, those first few, everyone's like, so this, everybody's like, oh, you're a singer. And I'm like, oh, I used to be. And they're like, no, no, once a singer, always a singer. And I'm like, okay, well, once an Olympic athlete, not always an Olympic athlete, you know, like if you're a gold medal, medal sprinter, and you try and go sprint 10 years later, you ain't going to get there. Yeah. And so I have to keep reminding people that. So I come in and I'm like trying to sing these 
songs and my voice is all like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it might be something like I wouldn't mind writing music some more. Um, I do enjoy singing still. Um, I just don't want to do it as a career. I didn't like the whole, Ooh, you look, you look like this. You, you should sing this. Like that was just what you always get from the music industry. I don't like that. Yeah. No, it is tough. I, I used to be like always doing music and then like there, there did come a time where I was like, ah, this is fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot going and it's on. Not, it's not even the music itself. Like the music isn't annoying. It's not the process of playing it. It's the process of having to listen to everybody's opinion. Like everyone wants to try. Well, why didn't you say it this way? Why didn't you sing about this? And it's like, cause that's what I'm saying, dude. Like yeah. if you didn't like it, you didn't have to listen. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, money, uh, like, getting in like like arguments with your friends like and you know like people that you know, like oh this dude's been my bro like for my like my entire life and we're sitting here and we're bitching each other over like three hundred dollars you know oh, because, yeah. like, like some shitty club paid us like uh like a percentage of the bar sales or whatever and i was like yeah dude come on this is you know this is not the this is not fun so no. Well, and I, I mean, I've been in a band before where like you have the one person, it's like run like a business, like a corporation and you've got the person that's skimming money from the band. Like, yeah. Yeah. Been I, there. Yeah. Oh, totally been there. That was the end of a band yeah. for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we, we broke off and like, uh, I guess we didn't start a new one then, but we just kicked that person out of the band and it kind of dissolved the uh, LLC for the band and just started doing everything. Like, look, let's just pay per show. If we have to get somewhere, get yourself there. And that's how it is. Um, like I said in the beginning, like I'm just, I am just going to be jumping all over the place. Cause uh, when I was, <laughs> I, was just looking at, like, I was looking at all your stuff and I was like, you know what? I want to ask all these different questions and I didn't want to like, just try and like run down the line, like a theme. So, <clears throat> yeah. uh, but this one's actually really important. This was going to be my question number one, but I wanted to get to like, uh, some other stuff first, but I also want to talk to you about mindset. And mm. I guess the first question about that is, uh, to you. What does mindset even mean, and like, how does that apply to taking action, like in like in the real world, like outside of your head? Oh shit! So now we get deep, deeper. <laughs> I'm well, like, I, I thought like, we started uh, off with the deep stuff. So mindset to me, mindset to me is kind of like your mood. You know, um, it's a choice. Um, it definitely, it definitely is affected by what's going on around you. Um, but then it's basically take take what's happening, process it, and then, you know, move on, move on from it. Um, I, I try to choose to have a positive mindset, you know, when I can, and whenever I'm not in that positive mindset, I try to break myself out of it in different, different ways. There's plenty of different ways to do it. Um, but whenever it comes to taking action, you know, if you want to be successful, you might as well choose the best mindset that you've got. You know, shoot, if you want to be motivated, driven, and positive, then you better wake up and you better put your head in that place. You know, um, I think that people forget exactly how powerful your own freaking mind is. Like the human mind is a powerful thing. I could make myself sick right now if I wanted to, just by, just with my thoughts. That's so crazy. That's so true too. Yeah. People but you do know, that to themselves. I mean, it's and, yeah. Um, all right, this is going to be, <clears throat> this is, I'm really ask, just asking your opinion on this, but, uh, but in my experience, uh, oftentimes a negative mindset can produce really effective results. And do you have any opinions about that? 
Um, and what do you mean by effective? Um, like that you were able to accomplish a lot and it was a negative mindset that got you there. Does that make sense? Or we, we might be oh, on. No. I guess my internet is, sorry, I guess my internet's being weird. Oh yeah. Cause uh, you, you froze on the screen and I was Hello. like, Oh no, what did I do? I broke Sarah. <laughs> it was just, well, it's funny because my Wi-Fi is saying it's like full Wi-Fi, saying it's fine, but then it's like you have a connection problem. Um, okay, so it, you're saying like it, it froze right when you looked very disappointed, and like and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, is she frozen she or is that, is, did I really ask her a question so shitty that <laughs> that she's like literally froze in a disappointment phase? <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, okay, so you were okay. saying you're still able to get a lot accomplished. Okay, here's but your one. Uh, was maybe this is maybe this is not even mindset. Uh, I could totally be wrong about because, like I was saying, like uh, maybe I don't know really what I'm talking about. Uh, but I, I would say, like one of the times in my life that I got like in the like the best shape I ever got in. Uh, uh -huh. So I got like I was in this relationship and I got dumped and I was like, oh man, like whatever. And then I was. Uh, I was like, I'm just going to get in like really, really great shape and make myself feel better. But like kind of in a shitty way though, like what I was, how I was thinking. So I was like, I was like, what you think you're better than me? I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to, you're going to, you're going to hate these abs. Uh, and then like I was in Tucson, Arizona and it was like in the summer and it was like 110 degrees outside, like every day. And I was out there and I was like, I'd bike for like four hours. And there was like this parkour. So I'd go there and I would just like do like pull-ups and like, dips on these like metal bars like burning my hands and just being like what you think you're yeah. me? nobody you, you can't treat me like this like <laughs> like shitty negative yeah. mindset and really driven by like uh not from a place of love at all i kind of take the opposite i kind of feel like you were feeling a lack of love and so you took that and turned it to yourself and gave yourself all the good attention that you weren't getting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of think of that more as a resilience versus a negative mindset. Like you took a shitty situation that made you feel really shitty and you used that to fuel you to feel better. I think it was more of a mindset of like, I don't want to feel this shitty anymore. I'm going to show you, like, you know, like, yeah, there might've been a little bit of like, um, like a little bit of spite, you know, like you're oh, doing a lot of spite despite <laughs> the other person, um, which can be a negative emotion. You know, it's like, again, with that good and bad, like are these negative or positive emotions? Yes. You know, like spite could be positive. It was very positive for you because it fueled you to give yourself the nurturing that you weren't getting, you know, while oh, helping you I get over this. that other person. I can see what you're saying now that, uh, so I had like maybe negative motivations, uh, but my mindset was was that I was going to accomplish this goal. So it was a it was a good mindset, even though I maybe like I was coming from a place of like uh, like like a whack uh, motivation. Yeah, hurt. Yeah, hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but to me, that's resilience is being able to shift your mindset. You know, because I'm sure there was or maybe there wasn't, but was there a point in there where you got to this point where it then became, you kept doing it because it became about, you liked that new process that you were doing. So you kept with it. Or as soon as you started getting over that person, you got rid of the good habits too. Oh no. Uh, and actually then, then there was like a ton of like actually really great uh, results after that, because then yeah. I went back, I went back to school that fall 
And everybody was like, damn, what happened to you? Because <laughs> I'd have been like, you know, in the like 110 degree heat all summer, just like going hard as hell. And that <laughs> was when I first, uh, so like, because I think when you met me, I was still teaching some fitness classes and stuff. And that's when I first got into it because I was up in the gym and I was like, I could do this. And that's like when I got my first spin class and like uh, all that shit. Because I was like, because I'd been, I'd been biking so hard. Like I had like my cardio level was like, dude, I can bike at like full intensity and talk in a comment like in like how we're talking right now because i you're like i'm tour de france right now leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> all right so i guess uh we'll come to the conclusion that you can have maybe a negative negative motivator but that's not a negative mindset a mindset is really like and you might have been in a negative mindset i think the thing here is if you possess resilience then you're going to be able to to turn that negative mindset into something positive and create a positive mindset from it, you know? And there's, I'm sure there's going to be a point in there where you might be teeter tottering between the two, but you know, I, I think that that's what resilience is all about. Get that negative, turn it into a positive somehow. Um, so this next question, actually, I think this kind of is in the same realm, but it's obviously, I think it's a different, different thing. And I don't truly know the answer to this, even though like I've like I've been really interested in meditation and mm. all the things surrounding that. And like I like yoga or whatever. And I like the whole idea that uh, when you do the Shavasana part, like that's when you're supposed to achieve mindfulness. But well, I guess this is it's really just a basic question. And that is uh, what is mindfulness? Like, can you define that like in, yeah. or, or how you understand it? <clears throat> So mindfulness, the mindfulness practice, it's about being present in the moment that you're in. It's about becoming aware of your surroundings for currently. Um, and so a lot of times we use a mindful practice just for ourselves. So, you know, you're looking internally and what something's going on. So you become mindful in a moment, um, like nutrition. If you're trying to make nutrition changes, mindfulness is a great tool if, if you're tending to overeat. So every time you have that urge, it's like, I'm going to go eat. Before you put food in your face, sit down for a second, scan the body and find out, are you actually hungry? Are you bored? Are you sad? Are you looking for comfort? You know, or has it been six hours and you're freaking starving? Um, you know, and so meditation is a practice that can strengthen your mindfulness. Um, and the reason it's so important to become present is if you're worried about things that happened in the past, you're worried about this something in the past, wishing that you could control it. And you should know that you can't control it. It happened in the past. Or if you're worried about something that's happened and that's going to be coming in the future, you're getting into anxiety. Um, that hasn't even happened yet. It's not even real. So yeah. if you're yeah. choosing to let yourself get upset about this, like, you know, it's like, this is done or this isn't even a real thing. What's happening right here. And that's what the mindful practice is about. And if you can start to do that on a regular basis, you can start to alleviate some symptoms of anxiety, stress, depression. Um, you know, it's not like an overnight fix because the, a meditation practice and a mindfulness practice, it is a practice and you have to do it every day. You know, like uh, pro athletes don't expect to go into each game without having put in their practice. And it's the same, it's the same kind of thing for that. Okay. That was a really good, that was a really good answer. <laughs> I think, uh, I think actually what's great about like me starting this podcast too, is I think this is like one of the times 
also, once again, I could be misusing the term, but I think this is like when mindfulness is something that's like very present in my life. Because when I do these, like these uh, podcast interviews, like I'm very present because I'm definitely yeah. not thinking about what I'm going to do after this or like, or whatever, or like what I just did before this. I'm like, oh, this is like, this is where I'm at. This is what's like, you know, right in front of me. So I don't know. Does, and, that, count? Well, does, your point, does that count? How do you feel that that affects your podcast? In the fact that you're able to do that, what do you think that does for the product that you're putting out? Um, I mean, I've been extremely happy with it so far. I think it's been like really great and like lots of like really cool people and like cool conversations. And I just, but yeah, but yeah, and I think because that definitely. You're able to stay in the conversation, you know, like you're able to pivot from like you're able to ask questions within the conversation that you're having instead of just going by the list, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, that's cool. We could have expanded on that but you think about it, you know, when you're listening to it later. So that, yeah. that is like a really good example of why a mindfulness practice is so helpful. <clears throat> I need to get back into that. Um, this actually was not my next question, but like, just cause I'm curious because mindfulness does, I mean, it sounds like it's not just like useful, but like, just, it sounds like a really great thing to have in your life. Are there some like, and I hate to always be bringing up, like, is there an easy way to do shit? But I mean, it's, but well, what you're any... looking for, I think that's a great question. I, you know, it is a good question. You know, is there an easy way to be mindful? Because when you're first starting, you're looking at mindfulness. Again, we're looking at that really big picture and it can seem daunting. You don't need a daunting task. So you do want to find an easy way to start getting into it. Um, there are a couple of different ways. I would say breathing is probably one of the easiest and the most effective um, you just have to be aware enough when it's happening to do it. So if you're in a situation and something's causing tension within the body or the mind, if you can pause and just take five breaths, you know, a long inhale, exhale, count one, a long inhale, exhale, count two, that's about 10 seconds of your life. And what it does for your nervous system, for your brain, for your body the settling that happens in there, it can really pull you out of, you know, a, a negative, if you will, reaction to something, you know, that quick negative reaction. If you can hit the pause button before you fall into that reaction and give yourself five breaths, you'll notice that you've calmed down a little bit and you might be able to start um, getting into that more um, rational part of your brain. Something that I did just learn, um, it's very interesting when conflict comes up, the amygdala and the brain puts us in this place where the only two emotions you can feel are rage and fear because that amygdala has kicked in. So if you can do something to kind of suppress that before you react, you can change your, change your reaction and become mindful in that moment. That sounds like something that I could really use would be like something that could stop me from the, uh, the, uh, the lizard brain life. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I am like, I'm an amygdala controlled dude. Like a lot of a lot, you know. the people think I'm, uh, people think I'm chill and shit, but then like, they don't see me like out riding my bike in traffic and like just losing my shit and oh. people down and shit. Man, I, <laughs> I have to do a lot of mindfulness practice in traffic alone. It's actually been something that I've been working on for months now because I just don't like, I don't like the rage reaction that I get when people cut me off. I'm like, but they're so inconsiderate. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, it slowed me down by five or 10 seconds. It's fine. I mean, yeah, but I have to work on it. I'm so lucky that no one has shot me 
for like shit that I've done in traffic. Like just like feeling as though I need like to, that I need to confront the person and be like, and, and like, also what the hell does that change, man? Like Thanks. they're, they're going to be an asshole forever, forever, whether or not they know that like I'm mad. If I'm in traffic and conflict, quote unquote, comes up, I go straight to rage. There is no fear involved. I I had a guy following me the other day and I was like, I was telling, I was like, yeah, let's pull over. Yeah, let's go. I'm like, Sarah. Like, fortunately, I was on my way to my boyfriend's and I was on the phone with him. I was like, you're big. I'm going to need you outside. Oh, shit. (laughs) I bet he loved that. I bet he was like, oh, great. Thank you for bringing a fight to my house. Fortunately, (laughs) he didn't answer the phone. The person that was following me quit following me. It all worked out how it should. But like, just it's just moments like that where I'm like, did you even need to get that worked up? Yeah. You know, people, they kill me. I I know. But yeah, I love I them and they kill me. Got to work on that mindfulness so that my amygdala <laughs> yeah. stops making me want to, because everyone's got a gun now, man. I don't. But see, so. if this is me. If I'm going to be driving, if it's five breaths, I'm going to end up taking like a hundred breaths in the car. Yeah. But at least I'll get to my destination. Calm, calm AF. Yeah. <laughs> With no bullet holes. And yeah. You know, uh. <laughs> Hold up. It's time to reach into the mailbag. Every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written into the show, and then we read the letter out loud. This week's letter comes from Lily. Lily wrote, <clears throat> I'm Sugar Mummy. I'm here to seek a sugar baby that is loyal and honest. A baby that will be given allowance. <laughs> be spoiled <laughs> and taken on vacation. Thank you so much, Lily, for writing into the show. Now back to the interview. All right. Uh, this is actually, this is going to tie into a few things we've already said before, but we, but uh, can we jump over to nutrition real quick for yeah. like a second? Okay. Yeah. This is going to be kind of funny because I, I brought up McDonald's earlier because I ate there today. <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't have been a problem if this, because I've always thought there should be a restaurant that's like McDonald's, but it only serves healthy food. But it would be like just as fast and cheap as McDonald's. It'd be like the same, you know, you could just drive through, but like instead of them giving you a, like a, you know, a gut bomb, they give you something good. But yeah, since that doesn't exist, and like, like I said, I know I, I hate to always ask you uh, what's the, you know, for the easy answers, but uh, yeah. since it doesn't exist, what is like the next best thing for like lazy people to eat, right? Um, well, I'm going to break this up into two parts. Uh, let's see. Best thing, eat right. I'm writing this down so I don't forget because I'll get on tangents and then I'll forget. But my first thing right here is <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the self-talk from this. Okay. Don't call yourself lazy. You know, um, so the negative the negative self-talk there, it's like if, if you're in this cycle of beating yourself up for doing something in these negative habits, it's going to make it a lot harder to pull yourself out of that. So the first thing is self-compassion. Um, coming into that mindful practice, um, you know, because some of these things there, we've been trained for convenience. We've been trained to value saving a dollar. So these industries, they just, they just fed into that, you know, and that's what they were created to do. So it's not necessarily lazy. We've been, we've been bred for this. We've been conditioned that this is proper. So we're trying to break those habits. We got to talk nicely to ourselves. Next best thing, um, there are plenty of, right now we're in a really good place for, for healthy meals that are more convenient. 
um, because there are plenty of companies like, I don't know if you guys have Snap Kitchen in um, Tennessee. I haven't heard of it. But in Austin, we have a company. It's called Snap Kitchen. It basically is a meal <laughs> prep company where they're putting together the types of meals that everybody knows you want to eat, you know, clean protein, carbs, and fats in a reasonable proportion size. Um, and then you can either have it delivered to your door or you can go pick it up. Uh, the food delivery services that are out there right now, there are a lot of them that are healthy. There are a lot of them that are plant-based. Um, there are a lot of them that offer both plant-based and meat options. So you could go back and forth between that. Um, you do have to be careful with the food delivery services because sometimes they can be just as unhealthy as eating out. So really when you're looking at the website of a company like that, kind of look for the verbiage, you know, where they're telling, if they talk about vitamins, you know, do they talk about whole foods? Um, if it's a company like that, then you can probably trust that they're trying to give you the most nutritious food possible. And it really does make the convenient, like the convenient side of that is easy because you don't have to find the recipe. You don't have to learn how to cook this food. Like everything's there. You just put it in the pan, put it together and there you go. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think we do have that because the people that I was dog sitting for, I, uh, I guess they, I like they, I brought some of that in for their, their house. I don't know if it was the same yeah. company, but I know it was like a bunch of like, like I just called them cause they're out of town. And I was like, uh, a bunch of groceries on your front step. And they're like, Oh cool. Can you just like throw that in the fridge? <laughs> <clears throat> and I yeah, also, and remember- there, I mean, there are other, if you're trying to get in more vegetables, um, you could join a CSA, which is a, uh, crop sharing association, right? Isn't that what CSA stands for? where you, you buy from a local farm. So they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And so you're basically, you're like, you own like a small portion of the crops for that season and they, they deliver to you, you know, weekly, bi-weekly. Um, a lot of the companies there that even that is getting bigger, um, so that you can tell them, you know, you're a single person or you have a small family or you have a large family. Um, when you're single, the, the variety that you get is a lot less. So, you know, it could be like maybe once a month you pick up a CSA or something like that. And then the rest of the time you go to the store just to add some variety and get more vegetables into your life. I'm actually going to get one, one of those too, because, you know, I guess it's because the quarantine's getting lifted. And so everyone's just going like, I'm going on vacation. And uh, yeah. that's, uh, I'm, I'm getting like a basket of vegetables. Yeah. So it's like, it's, uh, this person owns, like you were saying, like, uh, in this, wherever, I guess, wherever they grow, I don't really understand the whole thing, but like she owns some plot of that land. Okay. Or whatever, or like, or she rents it. She's <clears> leasing <throat> it probably. She's leasing it. And then when, uh, when they harvest those vegetables, then she gets them. Cause she's already like, I guess she leased that. I don't, don't know the whole process. All I know is I'm going to get a basket of vegetables. So that's good. <laughs> no, that's cool. But in that, in that kind of thing too, like it supports your local community you know, most of the people that are doing this are doing sustainable farming. It cuts down the um, the travel expense on the food that you're bringing to yourself. Um, I was actually just talking with a client a couple days ago. Um, she said that the so there are there's CSA and that's where you're getting like vegetables directly from the farmers. There's um, meal prep. These are companies where they're making small, already pre-portioned meals for you, and they're giving them to you so that like your lunch, dinner, breakfast is all packed up in these little plastic containers. And then there's the food delivery service. And the food delivery service is basically like, oh, here's this meal for two, and we're gonna give you like two or three servings of it, and you cook this meal, and it's, there you go. 
Um, so lots, lots of different options out there. You just have to pick the one that works best for you. Actually, another thing too, is you just reminded me of this. Uh, I remember I was listening to this interview with, uh, Wiz Khalifa and they were talking about, cause he's, he's getting like pretty le- like legitimately good at being like a Muay Thai boxer. Ooh. And they're like, yeah, I know. I, who would have thought? Cause he like, doesn't seem like that, like would be something he'd be into, but like, he's getting really, really good. And they're like, like, how, like, how do you deal with nu- nutrition and all this shit? And he's like, well, like I hate to cook and I don't cook. And, uh, but he's the service, like you said, like I he have, I have this, um, meal prep company and they just bring me all my food and that's how that's i guess that's how he eats every single meal and he said he was yeah and for those companies you don't even have to cook you just have to heat the food up so it's like if you're into cooking but you find yourself running low on time at the end of the day then a food delivery like meal delivery um like food delivery service would be good if you don't know what to do in the kitchen a meal prep option is probably best and those are usually i would say anywhere i've seen they probably average I don't know, like seven to twelve dollars a meal. Okay, so um, we're getting close to the end of our time, uh, but I have one last question I wanted to ask before we went to the lightning round. So at the end of every episode now, uh, recently I've I've switched to a lightning round, where there's just Ooh. like like a bunch of questions. It's really fast, and you ha- and you just have to answer gut reaction, and you don't have any time to think. Uh, I love it. But you're, we, uh, you're teaching people how to use their intuition, Doug. You're like so mindful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the most mindful dude you've ever met. Um, no, you're going to have to change the name. My views are mindful. Oh, I should. I'm going to. Uh, can I, but I wanted to ask you one, like I have one last like question that was, uh, but I guess like uh, we'll just try and make it short and then get to the yeah. light round because we all are going to run out of time pretty soon. Uh, but I really just want to know uh, what, what is an elimination diet? Oh, okay. Um, elimination diet. You're trying to find out if something in your diet is negatively affecting your body. There are, there's a long list of foods that commonly do it for a lot of people. So what you do is you eliminate those foods that are known, um, known to cause like inflammation or sensitivities in the body. And you gradually start to add them back in one at a time. It's basically a science experiment within your body. You're just trying to find out if the foods that you're consuming have a negative impact on your body. So an elimination diet is really good for people to do if you're experiencing a lot of discomfort in the gut, if you're experiencing skin issues, um, if you're having problems with your sleep. Um, there's all kinds of things. You know, if you, if, you, if you have a lot of health issues that are coming up and you're not able to get an answer from your doctor, an elimination diet is a natural way to, to see if there's something within your um, environment that can be pulled so that you can feel better. Great. So like, uh, for instance, like if I were to um, start eliminating like Coca-Cola from my whiskey, from my Jack and Cokes, like is that like an elimination <laughs> diet experiment? Do you feel that you have a sensitivity to Coca-Cola? <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know why I feel so shitty the next morning. <laughs> you, could, you, you know what? This is a great way to test it out. You could eliminate the Coke to see if the sugar gives you the hangover or if it's just the whiskey. I'm I, sure I mean, it can't help. I feel like we've got a science experiment going right now. You could even like make short videos of it, record your experience of your whiskey <laughs> and Coke drinking or not drinking. I mean, actually, after the quarantine days, I'm honestly... Uh, I think I'm just not going to drink anything for a while. I'll tell you the truth. I'm kind of, like, I don't think I can even like smell whiskey right less, now. A lot less. All right. Are you ready for the lightning round? 
right. <clears throat> it's gonna be pretty intense. It's always very intense. <sighs> All right. <sighs> I gotta become present. And it's about a uh, positive mindset. So oh, okay. basically it's like uh, uh like these are like activities. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like I'm gonna tell you an activity and uh you're like and on a scale from one to ten, you're gonna tell me whether or not that would like provide you with a uh, positive mindset mm. or, or help or help you to build one. And so a 10 would be like, absolutely. This would be the best thing you could do for yourself to develop a positive mindset. One would be like, don't do not fucking what do that. This thinking? is a terrible <laughs> idea. I can't believe you would even bring that up. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, so as well, it's one to 10. So like I can say something and you might be like, well, that's, you know, eh, you know, yeah, you'd be like, it might be a five. It's a seven and it's pretty good, or it's a three and it's pretty shitty, but you, it's not like the worst. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. It's just not a one. So, like, <laughs> yeah. 10 is life, one is death. Got it. Done. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Lightning round. This is, the, this is the game section of this podcast, and I have a feeling you're going to win. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> I think I've said that twice. All right. <clears throat> volunteering at the humane association to help take care of the dogs and give them walks and love 10 i agree 100 oh. percent. although i will say uh when i do that um a lot of times i leave sad because i want to take them with me and i can't bring all the dogs home so i still think it's good you're sharing love yeah i mean also how you much know? more sad would those dogs if have been if you hadn't done build, it in the first yeah if you're trying to build a positive mindset and you're sad because you didn't get to love that puppy longer i think it's still okay I agree. That's a 10. All right. Everyone listening at home, go out, get out there and do that. Uh, all right. Here we go. Pop some dogs. Uh, pop in a couple of Xanax and go into the movies. Uh, two Xanax? Or one. I don't know what people's tolerance are. Popping Xanax and going to the movies. We're going to call this a four. A four. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a relaxation technique. It, we're going to call it a four. There, well, and I mean, I would say even a four to six. It depends. Like, is you're, the Xanax and you're taking an Uber to get there, so you're not, like, risking a... It, yes. <laughs> is the Xanax a prescription? Like, have you already been in contact with somebody that knows, like, this is actually going to help you? Or are you just finding something, you know, are you just numbing? If you're just numbing, I'm going to call it a two. If this is a prescribed medication and you're going to the movies to try and relax and chill, it could be a seven or an eight. I couldn't agree more. I don't even know why I wrote that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, so wait, wait, we give that. Uh, we give that an either a two if you're doing it for the uh, if you're two if it's it. numbing. Yeah, and, and seven or seven eight minutes. if you're doing it to relax. All right, cool. Yeah, it's I meant, still. I meant, it, I meant for it to be like you know like a relaxation thing, not yeah. like an, a a drug abuse thing. <laughs> 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 okay, writing in your diary. Ten. Okay, cool. I should get a diary then. Yeah. <clears throat> Doing graffiti on the freeway overpass. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, with, this is for a positive mindset. I'm going to say it's a two because you're still vandalizing something <laughs> to make yourself feel better. Like, why okay. do you have to vandalize to make yourself feel better? Oh, I don't have to. I was just, I'm asking you. Oh, no, you're not the, you. <laughs> I'm not thinking it's your question. I'm, whoever this is. Okay. <laughs> getting a, getting a massage. Ten. Okay. Two Unless part. you're like afraid of being touched, then don't do it. Two but, parter. Yeah. Uh, two parter. Getting a massage from Craigslist. <laughs> Ten. Still Ten? a massage. Okay. 
you know, and you got to go with comfort level. Like some people aren't going to be comfortable going with a massage from Craigslist. If you're comfortable, do it. Oh man. Once I got this uh, group on for a massage and then when I showed up at the spot, I was like, fuck this. And I just <laughs> left. I was like, I'll eat Keep the 30 bucks. Keep the money. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Uh, gardening. <clears throat> 10. Cool. These Connecting are- with nature. You're growing something. You have to like take care of something. Yeah. You're, you're sharing love. I've done a really good job of writing some, some good stuff here. Although yeah, yeah. I totally fucked up a couple of times. I feel like All you're right. going to have a very positive mindset at the end of this quarantine. Uh, giving blood to the red cross. 10. I don't, I mean, I don't see why it's a bad thing. Uh, if you're afraid of needles, but if you're not, yeah. at least, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Shoplifting. If you're afraid of needles, do something else. What's the, what did you say? Shoplifting. That's a two. That's a two. Don't do it. I mean, if, a positive you're starving mindset. For, if you're starving for food. Okay. But if you're just stealing shit to feel better, that's a two. Yeah. I meant recreational shoplifting, not for like, okay. No, um, all right, last one. Uh, being a guest on My Views Are My Own podcast. 11. <laughs> 11. Hands all right. out. We'll get the word out because if you want a positive mindset, you want to be a guest on this podcast. Yeah, my views are mindful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I might even change the name. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> uh, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on this podcast. And it was, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to do something in the future whenever I do more cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Love it.